On this week's episode, we give a War Realms update, Walmart doesn't allow butts on ladies, and we argue about the best Star Trek captain. It's all happening now on Cover B. Hey everybody, welcome back to Cover B. Welcome back guys. Big it, week. Yeah. Big, big week. Yeah. There's a little known movie uh, called... Shit, I should have looked up other movies for this joke. <laughs> <laughs> it It's super unimportant. It super doesn't... It's a no. lie. I'm stressed out. We're seeing it tomorrow, and I just can't even... End game is uh. what we're talking about. I was gonna I was gonna build up and then say, like, I don't know, some teen drama that is also coming out this week, but I didn't <laughs> do my research for that joke. There are other movies coming out this week? There actually are. How Why? much would that suck? Why to would be you like, do that? How much would it suck to be, like, a filmmaker, right? And you're like, yeah, you know, the end of April, that's great. Everyone's still in school, and it's springtime, and everybody wants to get out, and I'm not going to be competing with any of those damn summer blockbusters. And then Marvel's like, hey, we're uh, moving the release date of Endgame up. <laughs> and it's like, cool, I guess me and my mom will buy tickets to my movie. I think the only movies that are going to marginally succeed in this scenario are mom movies like anything yeah. with diane keaton <laughs> because that's gonna be the movies that like oh mom dropped me off so i can see avengers with my friends and she's gonna go watch that movie with diane keaton in it that's, <laughs> that is true yeah. that's the type of movie that will flourish alongside and it like benefits because there's already people at the theater so it looks you know? like the only other movie coming out this weekend is called the white crow it's an R-rated movie. And no one's starring heard of it. Oleg Ivenko. <laughs> oh, okay. So, White Crow fans. Good luck. Good luck. Have fun with that. Not to be rude, but your movie's only 67% fresh. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not trying to tell you that you made a bad choice. But you, you made, did. You uh, okay, choice. so let's talk comics. So continuing my, hey, nobody wants to read a million miniseries. I better help them with that by reading a million miniseries <laughs> thing that I'm doing. Um, War of Realms Uncanny X-Men number one came out this week. Uh, it's good. <laughs> it Question was a, mark? It was a little, the pacing was weird and it was kind of like, kind of had an odd end and it literally i described it to somebody today as if you want to see a whole lot of cyclops running away from stuff holla at your boy um isn't that just the second x-men movie so it really plays into it's a cool reminder for war of realms because one thing you have to remember is that that they don't really reference i feel like it's a big point to reference is that i don't know if malekith meant to or it's just good luck but he, you know, they're attacking Midgard at the precise moment that all the most powerful mutants are gone. Oh, yeah. We got no Jean Greys. We got no Magnetos. We got no, you know, Polaris and Nightcrawlers. We got one Wolverine, you know. We're down to one again. and That's rare. You know, no Colossus, no Kitty Pride. 
no apocalypse. You know, all these people huh. are off doing Age of X-Men things, talking about how bad doinking each other is. And <laughs> meanwhile, Malekith's like, let's go fight Midgard. So no wonder the Midgardian superheroes are having a rough time, because Malekith probably, like, prepped for all these X-Men, got all these, like, frontline guys up, and then they were like, what, there's no X-Men? Shit, yes, awesome. <laughs> you know? Hell yeah, this is cool. What, the Inhumans don't exist anymore? We should have raided Midgard, like, a week ago. What the hell? Um, Poor Midgard. He, like, the whole, like, second stream string team of trolls. He's like, hey, you guys go home. You you go home. Aww. And they're like, oh. Um, I was excited about my vacation. You know, <laughs> shit. Uh... But yeah, it was it was good. It was a little pacing was a little weird. It's one of the missable ones unless you're just really into Uncanny X Men. It really plays heavily in what's going on in that series now, where the X Men are just kind of a mess. So Fair. worth picking up if you're an X Men fan. Probably worth skipping if you're just looking to get kind of the important or better War of Realms types things. Cool. Um. I personally don't have a ton of stuff from this week. Um, I did have a number one, Jughead the Hunger versus Vampironica. Nice. Um, I personally am a big fan of the Dark Archie series. Um, I really enjoy, uh, like, Vampironica was really good, and Jughead the Hunger is really good, and Archie the Afterlife is good, and all of these things are very entertaining, and there's, like, the Cherry Blossom 666, so those are really great. Um, so this one's a crossover, which we haven't really had much of, which is exciting. Um, it's kind of slow in the beginning. It's basically just like, surprise, you're still a vampire, Veronica. Dur -dur -dur, which I guess you could assume from the title. So I don't know necessarily yeah. why they needed a full book of like, yeah, I noticed on you're the... a vampire. And then everybody goes poof. And it's very confusing. <laughs> yeah, I noticed on the back, you know how like some comics put like a quote from the book on the back. It was like, I guess I am still a vampire. <laughs> That's literally how it is. Like, she hanged... In the end of Vampironica, I was like, I'm no longer a vampire. We killed Dracula. I'm not kidding. We killed Dracula and everything's oh, great. And then the beginning of this one, uh, Dilton's like, well, let's test and see if you're still a vampire. And he, like, cuts himself. And she's like, I'm not a vampire. <gasps> Blood! <laughs> and it's... it's Dilton like, just really... did it so he could have Veronica's mouth on his wrist. Very likely. I'm on to you, Dilton. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I know what's up. Um, cool. Thanos has a new book out. New number one. It's kind of weird. Um, really? I don't know. Like, I went into it expecting that they were going to start trying to make Thanos more, like, comic Thanos more, like movie thanos where he's a little bit more sentimental a little bit more like you know you can empathize with him a little bit more thanos he's got... with more empathy yeah. than just and, um, i want to bone death because like right around the time you know the whole infinity war thing was happening thanos had his run with like donny cates writing it and stuff and it was all just about how much of a murderous badass thanos was like there was no like heartfelt moments like he kept the whole reason cosmic ghost rider exists is because thanos kept him around because he used to love like he loves cosmic ghost rider doing the penance stare on him which if you don't know what that is it's ghost rider's like main go-to move 
that causes whoever gets hit by it to relive all their like times they've like hurt people and killed people they have to like relive all that pain and suffering and thanos loves it it's like a spa day for him reliving all these times he's murdered that's people messed up. and so like that's what we had so you know going into this new number one i thought oh okay it's gonna be a lot about you know him finding gamora and raising gamora and having a heart um it kind of did the opposite it made him a little bit unhinged and he's a little like like it goes back to him like trying to please death so he's like trying to he's like seeing lady lady death i guess mad madam death trademark mad mademoiselle death he's seeing her and she looks like a jedi padawan in this it's really weird um <laughs> he's eye. seeing her like in the corner of his eye and he's like running this like pirate crew and like people are and he's like building this crazy ship and it's all about him he's kind of like space lady winchester <laughs> he's like what? building this spaceship and like constantly rebuilding it and like so corridors change and people get lost in it and as like his crew members get lost he like comes out and grabs them and then just freaking murders them to try to please death and then they they talk about how like every time someone disappears then they get like marching orders so he like by doing that he figured you know then moves on to a planet of innocent people he can kill to try to please lady death so he like kills somebody personally because she likes it and then he like wipes out an entire species because she likes it and he's just this like desperate like kind of unhinged kind of serial killery like really focused on this one thing still a total badass but like and scary but it made him a little bit more like puts the lotion on the skin you know what i mean like he's a little bit more extra like, ominous yeah and um but i do like the angle that they're taking it um so i'll probably continue picking it up it's written by and i hate that i'm gonna i it's tiny howard tinny howard teeny howard i don't know i don't know how to say your first name i'm so sorry but um i've read her she did a recent run on hack slash that was good really really good and um so i'm excited to see what she does with thanos and gamora and it seems like what they're going to be doing is taking it in the direction of like did thanos make gamora gamora or was gamora already gamora so like was it thanos that made her the deadliest woman in the galaxy or was she already on that path and i think that's dope I don't know why they're calling it Thanos. It should be called Gamora, but um, whatever. If I had to guess, TBH, the Thanos series sold a lot better than the Gamora series did recently. Um, so they're probably just trying to. Which is a super bummer because the Gamora book was great. Yeah. And I was really upset when they canceled it. Agreed. Like legit. Uh, a handful of other cool things came out this week. I'm just not able to talk about all of them. There's a new Justice League Dark that was really good. New Criminal issue that was really good. I wish I got a new Dr. Afra that was really good. Uh, as far as the kind of normal, not number ones, not War of Realms things, the things that stand out to me are Avengers 18. It is a War of Realms tie-in, but it finally calls back on... A long time ago, we saw Phil Coulson, who's alive again, and oh, kind of acting like a dick. 
Like, we literally were reintroduced to him as he's, like, interrogating and torturing somebody. Oh, and then geez. he, like, shoots them. And he has enlisted a new Squadron Supreme to be essentially, now that the Avengers are no longer belong to America, quote-unquote, right. they now, like, work for Wakanda. Yeah. Um, they're the replacement for the Avengers. Huh. Which is Squadron Supreme, if you don't know, came around during the Ultimate Universe, and it's Marvel just taking direct, like, body blows to DC. So there's, like, a Superman-type character, Hyperion. There's a Wonder Woman-type character called the Power Princess, there's a Batman-type character called Nighthawk, I think. And then there's, like, a Flash and a Green Lantern-type character. Dr. Spectrum is the Green Lantern-type character. I do not remember the name of the Flash character because speedsters are boring. Don't care. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so Man, it's cool. we are going to get so yeah, much hate I, mail for we're that. We're just going to get canceled. Good uh, <laughs> Again. CBS is going to cancel us and we're going to be like, we didn't even know we belonged to you. Um, <laughs> but it, it was cool to finally see them. So they get all stirred up because of the War of Realms happening. They go around killing frost giants. And we start to find out some really dark stuff about Phil Coulson. Oh, and I'm excited to see where they go with that. Because they're kind of turning Phil into a villain. So he's been resurrected because he got killed by Deadpool, right? Deadpool murdered him, yeah, I think. I think so. Um, and so they've resurrected him, and there's some really dark shit going on. So I'm excited to see where that goes. But it was just cool to, you know, simultaneously have a tie-in issue with a big event, but it's also an important story moment for the overall arc. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't see that all the time. Usually the tie-ins kind of like the Venom tie-in that came out this week like where it's just like, ways. hey, I know this story was going on, but whoa, look, giants! Um, that's exactly what the Venom issue is, and it's annoying. Uh, <laughs> anyway, big, big moment in the, and I'll just hit this quick, big moment in the Venom story arc that's happening right now is that Eddie has lost Venom, right? Oh. War of Realms tie-in came out this week, and I think it's like two or three issues, and it's written by Colin Bunn, not Donny Cates. So it's a break away from the Donny Cates right. run. Well, how are you going to have a Venom tie-in if he doesn't have Venom? Oh, I know. This witch gives him a magical gem that gives him a Venom that's not Venom, but is Venom. And has like weird, stupid spikes all over it. And is just horribly designed. It's, it's dumb. The Venom tie-in for War of Realms is dumb. Ah. <laughs> um... Anywho, that being said, um, I also wanted to talk about Star Wars Vader Dark Visions um, number three. Yeah, number three. So the Vader Dark Visions run has been a bunch of like short stories, like individual stories per issue that um, basically tell stories about Vader from the perspective of somebody interacting with Vader. So the number one was from the perspective of this boy who lived on this planet that Vader crash landed on and yeah. Vader like killed this giant beast that had been like tormenting his people. So he was like a hero to these people. He was the like black samurai or something like that. Um, the black knight. And that's cool. That's very similar to the way the, the, um, 
Captain Phasma mini was. Yeah. And, um, true that. And the second one was about this dude, um, who was an Imperial officer and was making all kinds of mistakes and just effing this, like, very simple kind of engagement up because he was so afraid of getting choked to death by Vader. That's a valid concern. Now, number three, it's getting, I think it's getting a lot of flack online right now from the feminist community. Uh Um, It is easily one of the most twisted Star Wars things I've ever read. Really? It's about this woman who's a nurse on the Death Star. She works with the doctor who's mainly responsible for fixing Vader up. Oh, okay. And she's obsessed with him. To the point where, like, when the doctor pulls, like, shrapnel out of his body and, like, they have, like, vials of his blood, she, like, steals these things and, like, hides them in a, like, chest and, like, Helga Pataki's over them. It's creepy. It It is, like, weird and creepy and good in its own, like, weird, creepy way. Um... But I, I think the there are people who are pissed off about how it ends. And it does end in kind of an aggressively, like, whoa, okay. Because it's essentially just this woman with obviously some sort of mental health issue. Yeah. And then Vader does what Vader does without spoiling too much with also spoiling too much. You could probably infer what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, no. And so it's kind of like, whoa, <laughs> woo, <laughs> that's, that's out of left field. Um, but it, it was it was spooky like i don't know i guess like star wars like they don't even cuss you know what i mean like they don't even like you don't think of like serial killers in the star wars universe and stuff but shit's gotta be there you know and it was just cool to see this like literally they show scenes of her like there's like bloody shrapnel and she's like stowing it away and she like stole a vial of his blood you know what i mean like that's like insane stalker levels like Someone's stealing, like, a note you dropped in class or something. Like, whatever. But that's, like, we're in, like, they steal your hair and, like, chewing gum you spit out and, like, that kind of level of stalker. And she has, like, all these fantasies of the two of them, like, running away and she's, like, rushing into battle to help him and, like, all this stuff. And it's just, it's interesting to think that there were, you know, not everybody was terrified of this guy. There were people that admired him, you know, and respected him. And so it's cool to see huh. kind of that angle. And it's also cool to see just kind of a creepy, like, cruel intentions type story. Man, there are not enough women in the Star Wars universe to be making a chunk of them psychopaths obsessed with hey, you got, you got, a, <laughs> you, got, you got You got Dr. Avra. She's cool. You've got, like... Her issue was really good. There's, like, week. six chicks, and, like, half of them disappear. That's not fair. <laughs> fair enough. Did you read anything else? Yes. That stood out to you this so, week? So, the only other thing I have, which I'm going to actually talk about later, but I want to address. So, in the news section, I'm going to be talking about Heroes in Crisis number eight. Because some things go down. But I'm going to go ahead and prep you. Spoiler warning. Because yeah, I'm going to spoil <clears throat> in the news. But... I'll just tell you this, Heroes in Crisis does not disappoint. Yeah. God, we got one issue left. I don't, I... I don't know how they're going to wrap all this up. I don't know. It was a, it was a big issue. It was a big issue. Um, yeah. 
It was good. So we'll... Yeah. Yeah. News. And now, your Cover B News with your host, Chris and T. Speaking of news. Yeah, so news. Okay. <laughs> so, the author of Heroes in Crisis, Tom King. Mm-hmm. Former CIA operative, tough dude, really? badass. Tom King is a former yeah, yeah. CIA operative? Yeah. Hmm. Daddy Cates was like, talking about it on Twitter. And he was like, y'all are dumb. He's getting <laughs> death threats. Nice. Because of issue uh, eight of oh Heroes God. in Crisis. Because, spoiler alert. Yeah, big spoiler. Big spoiler. Cover your ears now. Uh, we found out who killed everybody. And it's Wally. Yeah. Wally and West it's messed up. lost control of the Speed Force due to his emotional trauma he experienced in Sanctuary and accidentally killed everybody. And then he Like has, everybody. Yeah, like everyone. And then he stages the bodies to make it look like it was a more violent and drawn out murder. And then he forces both Booster Gold and Harley Quinn to see, see the other person. He hacks into the like VR like simulation stuff that's in sanctuary and tricks them into thinking they saw watched the other person kill him as the last you know it's so messed up like and it's i think it's brilliant personally because like i don't think enough is put into how absolutely devastating the mental capacities of the speedsters must be yeah like i i appreciate that you're like yo speedsters is boring but to me the fact that speedsters like so one of my favorite things on the internet that's ever existed is a thing on reddit that if you search reddit it's one of the most highly rated things ever and it's called (laughs) it's just like the the description of why goes fast is the best yeah and the best power and if you think about it, speedsters can travel through time, alter reality, well, let phase me, through matter. Let me clarify. So speedsters who the extent of which are just, hey, look at me, I run fast. So Those like are boring. Quicksilver, this guy, it seems, who's in you know, the the squadrons. Right. A lot of Flash bad guys. Boring as hell. Like yeah, they early, can't do anything. Early Flash. Like, right. I don't give a shit that you run. I've always thought, like, personally for me, like, if I had to pick a superpower, super speed would be something I would definitely want. But I it's wouldn't not use in- it strictly yeah. on the, like, I'm a run. I would, like, the fact that your entire body and your perception are faster is something you can utilize in a lot of interesting ways. And, but... The Flash and all the stuff Flash can do, not as boring. All the Flashes. Phasing through things, time travel, all that shit. Reality manipulation, all of those things. That's cool. So, but with that comes capabilities that should not be given to human brains because the human brain does not have the capacity with which to handle the things that the Flashes can do. Like, it's just not possible. And so I've always been fascinated by when they actually let the flashes be as screwed up as they should be. Uh-huh. Because if you think about it, I mean, 
Barry has watched himself do things in the past and he's interacted mm. with things and well, Wally has changed reality and come back to nothingness. Well, like, it's, there's yeah. all these just insane things that these guys have dealt with and been through and experienced and they are messed up. Well, and it makes perfect sense for this to be a culmination that comes from Wally West, too. Because with the whole rebirth thing, he basically, like, pulled out a reality and a lot of things got given back to a lot of people but he lost everything yeah you know like he lost the love of his life he lost his kids his life his family his history like he had to reintroduce himself and like reacclimate himself with his with people he considered his like best friends you know he had to try to literally convince his uncle who he loves and admires that he exists again, you know what I mean? Like, during the whole Rebirth special, he was reaching out to Barry, being like, I'm here, remember me, you know what I mean? Like, he had to make people remember who he was because he was ripped out of this reality, you know? And so it makes sense that of everybody to have, like, a just uncontrollable breakdown, like you said, it's not only somebody who has this ability to, like, manipulate time, manipulate reality, and has done so, but also someone who has done so and then literally come into a reality that is the most traumatic you could think of where all your happiest moments did not exist. They also consistently depict the flashes, plural, as these inherently sunshiny, positive mm-hmm. characters, Very which, upbeat. Yeah. which upbeat characters and upbeat <clears throat> people are often some of the most empathetic. And if that's the case, and Wally is super empathetic, he then absorbs all of the emotion Mm -hmm. and all of the mental trauma of all of these people, and then on top of his own, on top of being a completely broken and and mentally psych-broken human being, like, at the end of the day, he's still a person. And so, I don't know. Yeah, so... Dialing it back, we, um, yeah, the the internet is calling it a character assassination of Wally West. People are pissed. Wally West fans are pissed. So, Tom King is getting death threats, I guess. Yeah, because yeah. Because that's the best way to respond to that. And they're, like, death threats on, like, Twitter and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, Jesus. Donny Cates literally came on and he was like, wow, you guys are gonna threaten Donny, or you're gonna threaten Tom King with death threats? Maybe you should pick somebody who wasn't a former CIA operative. Jeez. Like, you guys are stupid. What are you doing? Yeah. And it's just... Hashtag toxic fanship, man. Which, to me, I don't know. He didn't kill them intentionally. I think it's incredibly that's I, humanizing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, is I think it's a good culmination of his story since Rebirth. You yeah, I mean, I, mean, like, I, I think don't it think it sense. assassinates... The only thing that assassinates his character is that he stages it yeah from to what, give himself time from what i um have read online a lot of people have an issue with how he seems weak and panicked you know what i mean like that it wouldn't just happen and he'd just own up to it and try to like get help from flash no. the fact that he like staged everything and like freaked out and was like i've got to solve this people weren't really like digging on that which is so. interesting because i actually see it a very different way 
I mm-hmm. see it as very mytho- He knows he's not going to get away from it. Mm-hmm. And so instead of trying to, he stages everything in a very methodical way and gives himself exactly enough time so that he can feel okay with moving on. Fair enough. That's to me. Yeah. I think it's incredibly that methodical. Makes sense. Maybe you should send death threats to the people sending Tom King death threats. <laughs> it's an endless cycle. Yeah. <laughs> death threats beget death threats. <laughs> Um, one cool bit of news I wanted to talk about. Um, so the people running the show over at Lazarus. Um, so the image book Lazarus. Yes. Um, Greg Rucka and Michael Lark. Uh, they have some merchandise going out that I might have to get my hands on because it looks dope and I love Lazarus. Uh, apparently a while back they were selling Lazarus t-shirts to benefit rain uh, which, if you don't know, is Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. Uh, so a charity to help those sorts of victims. survivors of and victims of those terrible things. Um, they are now selling two new designs to benefit the GoFundMe uh, fund for Lila Sturgis, who is running a GoFundMe transition fund. Oh, nice. So if you're interested check it out like google it maybe we can do a link but the shirts look really cool you can get them in like fitted tees or crew neck tees and sweatshirts they're like 28 to 40 dollars depending on what you get um i might get a hoodie to be honest but uh i just think that's cool that's cool when like you see so much like you go through these like creator-owned books and some of them it's just like page after page on the back of like check out these other volumes of my books I wrote and like, look yeah. at all this like merch you can get. Yeah. And it's cool to have merch and you should buy merch for things that you enjoy. Like your favorite podcast, for instance, <coughs> but, <coughs> um, but it's just cool that they do this kind of like limited burst merch and they give like it to a charity good specific, you know, yeah. it's, That's it's really, really cool. cool. So, uh, check that out. Cause that, that'll be really neat. So, a weird thing is happening at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing some publications of, like, these giant books that are their Superman republishings, okay? Okay. Um, some of one Specifically, they're putting out a couple that are Michael Turner. Alright. Um, his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but Walmart has a problem with a part of the female anatomy. Women aren't allowed to have butts in Walmart. So they are actively redrawing characters like Artemis to instead... So Artemis' character design in Michael Turner's book um, had her with, like, half pants. So she's kind of wearing, like, half pant, half thong. So, like, she's kind of got a butt cheek hanging out. Mm -hmm. But, I mean... It's comics. It happens. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. They put her in, like, half pant, half biker short. <laughs> so it's, like, to her knee. So they, like, weirdly yeah, redrew yeah. it. And then there's actually, you guys have to look it up, and I think I've shared it on the Twitter. Um, and if I haven't, it'll be out soon. Um, but they actually have an image of Wonder Woman where they removed the butt lines from Wonder Woman. So that it's, like, the most awkward pancake butt you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> like, 
the swimsuit Why? weirdly covers her butt because apparently, like I said, women aren't allowed to have butts. Why, yeah, why the butt of all things? I don't know. It's so weird. It doesn't look like they really manipulated the cleavage or anything. It's Especially just because, like, like, no butts, so you like, guys. You, you go to Walmart and you see a comic and you see, like, comic people butts, like male or female. You're looking at some, like, fine, muscly toned butts, right? Mm-hmm. And that is infinitesimally better than the butts I've been forced to witness when walking around a Walmart. <laughs> I have actively walked around and watched incredibly, let's say, unathletic types mm. wearing leggings that are not thick enough to be constituted as pants. Mm-hmm. And if that's allowed in Walmart, I don't oh, yeah. understand... Why can, I'm not allowed to see comic book butt. You can go to Walmart and see so many different shapes, sizes, and like lopsidedness of butt just in the people walking around that Dr. Seuss would have a freaking field day. <laughs> yeah, and all of it, it's, it's true. And I, I'll be the first to admit that I have gone to Walmart in not the best attire because it's Walmart and it's not like I'm not going to blend in. Yeah. But like... I don't know. If you're going to censor butts in the books, just don't print them. Don't put yeah. them on the shelf. Pick a different book. Pick a different artist. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's so That's odd. It's really bizarre. It's so odd. It's so strange. I know. I thought that was very strange, so I wanted to share with you guys. But look up that Wonder Woman picture because it's hilarious and completely out of place. So speaking of butts... I'm intrigued. This this has nothing to do with butts. Oh, well, now I'm disappointed. Yeah, I got your hopes up, and I dashed them. Uh, but this is cool. Nickelodeon is going to be doing a new animated Star Trek series. Ooh. Um, so it's going to be run by Kevin and Dan Hegman. Um, they previously worked together on Troll Hunters and Ninjago Masters of Spinjitzu. I've actually heard good uh, things about both. Yeah. Uh, so they've got some clout. Uh, the description of it is awesome. Um, so it's, here's the, like, tag, like, the solicit for it. Follow a group of lawless teens who discover a derelict Starfleet ship and use it to search for adventure, meaning, and salvation. So I don't know if you remember in the 90s, there was this live-action show on Nickelodeon called Space Cases. Yeah! And they had, like, the living ship... And there was, like, the one girl whose, like, hair could change color or some shit. Yes. And, uh... Yes. Oh, my God. There was, like, the dude with the big ears and he was really strong or something, I think. Anyway, uh, that's what this sounds like. Yeah, it totally does. <laughs> that's so, amazing. I, I think that's cool. I think it's cool that they're, you know, there's so much Star Trek stuff, but there's not really a whole lot of, like, Star Trek for kids stuff. That's true. You know, like, we have new Star Trek shows happening, and, like, Jean-Luc Picard's coming back, and, you know, there's even, like, Star Trek parody shows happening, like, the, the, Orville. the Orville is happening. Um, and so, like, Star Trek's everywhere. You know, there's movies, there's comics, there's some video games, uh... I think a lot of like mobile games. I think board there's like a, games. I think there's a VR game. Yeah, there's board games. Star Wars, like or Star Wars. Excuse me. Star Trek is everywhere. Um, but there hasn't really been, in my mind, in recent memory, something Star Trek that's really like, hey kids, Star Trek. 
Yeah. And it's cool because really I cool. grew up watching, like, I'd come downstairs on a weekend and my dad would have the original series up. So I'm watching William Shatner in his tight velour punch lizardman. And, like, that was my youth. And that's cool. So I, I think Star Trek is worth kind of, like, directing at a younger market. Because it does have, I know it doesn't have, well, that's not even true. It's got so many different, like, creatures and stuff. And it's so, like, unhinged from, like, the realm of canon that you could just make stories. You can just, yeah, like, you can throw do stories you out. Want. You don't have to, like, restrict yourself on species and stuff like that. And so, like, comparative to, like, Star Wars, you know, you can have the cute, cuddly, funny creatures. You can have, like, comic relief creatures, you know. And, but at the same time, you're doing so in a more, like, clean, kind of high-tech sci-fi environment. So it's its own different thing. Agreed. For kids who might also be into, like, Star Wars stuff. Because Star Wars is big with kids. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, kids freaking love Star Wars. They made so it's time for Star effort. Trek to really, like, get in there and start, like, getting there for kids, you know? So... So you're a Kirk? I'm a Kirk. 100%. Hands down. No argument. Like, I know... I mean, it's cute, I know, but you're wrong. I know Picard and I go to the same barber and everything, but, like, no loyalty there, dude. Kirk is what's up. So. No. You're... I mean, you're cute, and I'll forgive you because you look like Picard, but you're wrong no, because it's no, Team Picard. No. Hands down, Well, always. and here's, here's the thing, too. It's not only that I'm Kirk. It's that... That crew, overall, best crew. Every member of it, doesn't matter. No one's better that than the original bull. series crew. Like, oh, that's Bones, so wrong. best medical person. Like, uh, Spock, best... You're gonna... So you're you're literally gonna look me in the face and discredit Data right now. Like, for yeah. realsies? Data can get <laughs> Get out of my house. Get out of my house. You are so wrong right now. Like, we're gonna... Yeah. We're, we are a house divided. We're gonna need to have talk about this later. Jordy LaForge can reading Rainbow D's nuts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you are the worst kind of people. The worst. Ugh, this is, I, I apologize to all of our listeners out there for his obtuseness. You know who really sucks? Wesley Crusher. No, I don't mean that. I actually really like Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like Wesley. I think he was a fun addition to that, that nonsense. Dr. Crusher. Yeah. And Will Wheaton in general. Will Wheaton's great. I can't talk shit about Will Wheaton. I love it. You can't. He's like like nerd vice president. And it's not his fault (laughs) that he didn't get to be a part of the best crew in Star Trek history. But he did, so I guess it's cool. Weird. It's It's great how he did. These words that you're saying, they just hurt my eyes and make me want a divorce. I mean, it's fun how wrong you are all the time. Well, we can only hope that the showrunners of the Star Trek animated show do the smart thing and set it during the bold years of the original five-year voyage. Get wrecked. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to end up being the later one. Yeah. It's gonna be the. It's gonna be like Janeway. Probably. Yeah. It's- <laughs> <laughs> We're both gonna be screwed. Like, what are you doing? Though, I haven't watched it, but everyone I've ever talked to says of all the captains, if they've actually watched all of them, Jane's the best. 
Yeah. Apparently Jane, like, just kicks ass. Yeah, I was having that conversation with somebody recently, and they were like, I just can't get over how she's actually a good captain. <laughs> like, how Kirk and Picard are good leaders, and they have their, like, wise moments, and their brave moments, and their, like, bravado. But she's actually, but like, she's actually a like captain. A good military captain. <laughs> like, she actually runs a tight ship, and is, like, efficient, and methodical, and, like get shit done and doesn't like get wrecked by emotion and yeah. like is yeah it it's just <sighs> all right we're both wrong engage make it so <laughs> <laughs> so if news seems a little light it's because we can't go online because spoilers for endgame yeah. are everywhere it's been a bit of a chore trying to find well, not even just spoilers. It's literally been a bit of a chore trying to find, like, things happening this week because every article is about Endgame. So, if there's something that we missed, hit us up. Let us know, hey, yes, this please. is some cool shit that you need to check out because um, I'd love to hear about it. Uh, we're going to cut it off here. We don't have a third segment because, obviously, we will be hitting you tomorrow. So, on Saturday, you'll have another episode that will be our spoiler-tastic Endgame review what we'll probably do for this one is we'll do, like, a spoiler-free review in the first, like, five minutes. And then we'll get into the spoilery bits as we go. We'll we'll signify it for sure so you guys know. I'm hoping um, that by the time we air the this podcast to you all, the, the next one, our, our end game, that I will have stopped crying. Mm-hmm. I'm just overwhelmed So already. let's, um, one... If you could pick one theory to stand behind as, like, this is going to happen in the game, what would your in-game Now, is this be? wishful thinking or, like, what I actually Whatever. think is going to happen? Whatever. Something you think is going to happen in the movie, what What do you think? All right. So, I'm going to pull out some brass balls. Okay. Clang, 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 clang. I think it's a big deal that Natalie Portman is, is at the premiere. Is at the premiere. Okay. Because people are like... Oh, but there's they're other just, actors that aren't in it. But no, 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 having, no, no. Yeah. But Natalie Portman ain't that type of person. She's not the type of person to go to, like, a fun premiere for the hell of it. Like, mm. and so she's not the type of person that's just gonna, like, hey, I was in a Marvel movie, like, five years ago. I'm gonna come to the premiere. She is in it, and she does something. Okay. I feel it, and I, I just, okay. if, if the heavens gave a damn about me yeah she gonna pick up that hammer and rock my freaking world okay there there i've said it i've said it natalie if they got you to be in this movie they had to pay you an ungodly amount of money and if they paid you an ungodly amount of money you better be lady thor or you're wasting my time there cool um i think if i had to pick a theory i have so many I'm gonna go with two. Cheater. I'm gonna go with two. Cheater. No, I'll just do one. It's fine. Um, I don't think Hawkeye is gonna make it out of this movie. I know uh, there's gonna be other deaths, but I just I don't uh, don't think Hawkeye is gonna make it out. No. I think that I think the Kate Bishop Hawkeye series is gonna be precluding this movie and then like say they get like a season two. The season two is going to be after this movie, and it's just going to be Kate Bishop. Do not damn him. Anyway. Do not do this to me. 
I also have a hunch that Cap's going to pick up Thor's hammer. Because I feel like that's something that we're going to come back to at some point. I think Cap's going to die. I mean, yeah, everyone is pretty sure that Cap and or Tony are going to perish. Anyway, uh, that's my theories. Is Hawkeye, not ready. Hawkeye don't make it and Cap wields Thor ha- Thor's hammer at some point. Because I just, I don't see it. That was such a big moment in Ultron. Him like, you know what I mean? That like little squeak. I think and I just should... feel like in the culmination of that, like the first 22 movies, that is a moment that has not been touched on. That would be a great moment to go back to here. Now, at the same time, there's the whole debate of like, does Stormbreaker have the whole like, only Thor can lift it thing? Because I don't think it does, you know, because that was just a meow meow thing. Anyway. Yeah, but they never really articulated whether it's got the like Uru and stuff in it. So anyway, that's it for us uh, today. And we will be back with our in-game uh, dinner and a movie special. It's going to be pizza this time, maybe. We'll see. We'll play yeah. it by here. Uh, sounds good. And so we will see you guys on Saturday with your meals. If you want more Cover B, you can check us out online at various other places that T's going to tell you about because she likes to do this part. Facebook and Twitter at Cover B Podcast. You can also find us on our website, CoverBPodcast.com. You can also find us on our Instagram pages. Chris and I both have them. And we'd love for you to come and see us. I need more followers. So you mother. It's true. Yeah. How can I be an insta thought if I only have a few? <laughs> I do everything right. I, I wear very little clothing. I shake my butt all the time. I like do the whole like felt cute might delete later thing and just nothing. I don't know what's happening. There's not enough pictures of you sipping colorful drinks at the bar. Um I have two posts in a row of me drinking bang energy, and that's what all the insta thoughts do. So <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. I don't have a bang sponsorship. Bullshit. Call us bang. The game's rigged. Anyway, have a good one, guys. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>